0: start this so welcome Julie really. it's it's nice to meet you here in person
1: nice to meet you
0: yeah it's it's admittedly uh a bit weird because we've been doing these podcasts off of zoom uh-huh. for the past year okay so to have somebody in 3d in front <laughs> of me it's like
1: whoa yeah uh, I've been start working in my office a lot from the last week I've been in yeah my home office for over years now yeah I feel better. a lot of window in my office
0: (laughs) (laughs) is it nice to return
1: yeah I mean working from basement and Mm -hmm. yeah it was not easy sure Mm -hmm.
0: sure well um, tell us uh, about the course that you're going to be offering here that well first of all introduce yourself please Um, yeah
1: hello everyone my name is DK Lee uh, professor of uh, agronomy at the department of the crop science U of I uh, basically, I've been working or researching, teaching, working with the producer in in you know, many different crop. And my re- main research focusing is uh, uh, working with a bioenergy crop or improving an agricultural landscape production sustainability. And my major role is introducing or developing you know new cropping system just beyond in corn and soybean. And, and then you know we always we believe in improving or increasing diversity in our agricultural landscape is actually just promoting about the sustainability and mm-hmm. especially now we are concerned about you know carbons and climate change. I mean we believe you know diversified uh, cropping system will help the sustainability of the production agriculture. That's what I'm working on focusing and recently I'm we, I'm getting a lot of requests or just a question about the hemp mm-hmm. where the hemp can be a crop for our agriculture and also can, hemp can be the you know profitable crop for this uh, you know in current you know row crop production system and can be the part of the rotational crop yeah that's why we start to I, I was looking at start to looking at the, you know this hemp hemp opportunity obviously there's a multiple use of the hemp yeah. I mean it can be grown in large scale field production for the uh, field production and also can be you know small scale indoor production for medical use for some other benefit. Sure. There's many opportunities as this crop can provide many different things that just uh, down to the you know you know we don't have a real way to teach or train or educate the people that's why I started thinking about what can I do for this our community and I was thinking about that and then you know from two years ago we started doing little research and hemp and I also started thinking about you know not only doing the research It's our land-grant university one of the role is just you know disseminating the our research output also educating and training mm-hmm. you know the people and students. that's why we started this cannabis class and I, I title as a cannabis classification and management because in you know, a lot of people not necessarily they understand about the cannabis and, mm-hmm. and or hemp that's why you know I try to incorporate it all the cannabis what is the cannabis and how we classify different cannabis and and how we can grow and producing the product well you know consumer one that's why I start develop this course and, and I'm glad we can offer this course from this fall 21
0: yeah, fall 2021. Yeah. I saw this in the uh, News Gazette and I got really yeah. excited. Have you gotten pretty good interest? Uh, for yeah,
1: after that News Gazette <laughs> published article, I got a lot of requests and phone call about, you know, or question whether, you know, this is going to be work for some you know public and community people or sure. not yeah obviously you know I offer this course for the on-campus student mm-hmm. and also in a portion of the class not, not the portion of the class just the portion of the, uh, the student is actually will be the you know people from the community and public. Oh
0: gotcha
1: yeah they have a lot of questions especially we not only I'm not only teaching the class we also offer cannabis certificate
0: mm-hmm. which
1: is I think a lot of people looking for some opportunity I think I don't I mean there's some people interested in about you know large scale production which is more agronomy you know field production right. and also there's a lot interested you know who wants to grow their own you know hemp cannabis for their own use especially in the medical patient. Yeah, yeah, those people, I think many of the people from the public side I think uh, has a medical license. They Mm -hmm. want to understand better about the cannabis and also they want to learn how to grow and how to process.
0: Yeah, Yeah. was this, um, I'm excited for this because it's the first time we'll see a university take, an accredited university take, you know uh, uh an approach on this right mm-hmm. we've always seen let me just put it this way mm-hmm. cannabis information as it stands right now is largely proprietary and mm-hmm. it's not data driven yeah and so things like you know uh classification of cannabis for example mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um are you excited about setting a standard because that's basically what the, I mean. This is the be- it's not it's not the beginning, uh-huh. but it's it's like the fr- it's the continued. Re- it's finally yeah. like we're
1: researching it. Yeah, so. yeah. I think that's the great question, and it's kind of a hard to answer that question. But sure, this is gonna be long answer. Okay, it's okay. It's and time. you know, interestingly, I think we believe cannabis is the one of the crop you know oldest domesticated and one of the oldest domesticated crop. I mean depends on the literature looking at sometimes people just you know 10,000 years and then 5,000 years but at least we know based on uh, record or evidence from the fossil with some stuff found in the tomb you know old and obviously at least we've been working with we've been using for over 5,000 years and because of the, this uh, interesting characteristics of the plant, and you know, the people's been working with many different ways. You know, I think initially people, prehistorical people, using for the fiber and some grain as a human consumption, and also they found you know to be in- intoxication as kind of a worship, a spiritual use sure. of the you know those uh, uh, intoxic- intoxicant component of the chemical. And anyway, and with that kind of interest. I think there's many, lots and lots of research been done, not necessarily scientifically, yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, they manipulated and, and branded and selected in multiple different way and for the more, for the fiber, for more, for the chemical compound, in yeah. the many different ways. There's a lot, a lot of work done, mm-hmm. but not necessarily that all organized or scientifically. Yeah. It's balanced, that's what. I think that makes things people, you know, Question about it and concerns concerns about, especially you know recently you know this hemp cannabis as and the identified did I mean identified as a Schedule One drug and at least the U.S. you know federal law and and we we was not able to cultivate we don- was not able to grow this for many decade and that throws in a lot of question about and also and then working as a working you know this cannabis you know as a to developing a crop was very disconnected I think that's why a lot of question about it and also there's a lot of gap between in, you know public knowledge versus scientific knowledge is actually not yeah. only about the classification understanding of the older you know their uh, plant characteristics very limited I mean obviously people using in louder, uh, uh just a common term not necessarily scientifically correct. Those things have to be I think straighted out. Yeah. I mean I can just you know just real I mean I don't know I can fix the problem <laughs> I don't know what I can say but at least I mean I can I'm, I'm I'm looking at all the literature scientific literature especially recently there's a lot of publications been out uh, And based on all those scientific information I'm trying to composite all the information and try to make a little more clear yeah and scientifically and 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 also that will give you know consumer or farmer understand better you know the cannabis not only about the classification and use and production management and now we are each time going back to the past is basically not just a lot of plants is just going out to the larger scale field just like we did until 1940. Yeah. And But in until 1940, we have done a lot of, you know, just old uh, technologies. We used a lot of old t- uh, technologies, right? Mm-hmm. But now we can u- do that production with the, that old technologies. I think we need to develop the new technologies and fit it into the, the modern agricultural practice. That's what, you know, has to be done. (laughs) And, you know, we we are, we are the, you know, land grant university in in Illinois. I mean, I, as a scientist here, researcher here, I have some kind of obligation to help the people, especially a lot of people interested in growing hemp. And as you know, them in 2014 Farm Bill allowed to do the research of the hemp. Yep. And and then two thousand eighteen farm bill actually approved mm-hmm. and then farmer can, you know, produce the hemp as long as they do have a license and as as long as they follow the rule actually. Yep. And the new just published the you know final hemp rule in this, this January. I think that it's gonna be effective effective uh, soon and federal government to start to managing i think every state has to follow the rule and that says you know it's a lot of people's you know looking at opportunity growing hemp yeah. but do we have a real good information and farmer can take it i don't think so right now right. and also genetic you know, resource. So we have very limited genetic resource, which is uh, you know, cultivar or variety. Mm-hmm. We don't have a real cultivar variety fitted in. You said we don't have a lot of genetic research? Uh, genetic resource. Resource, <laughs> Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, basically, I mean, obviously genetic, we haven't done much genetic research, right, either, but, right, yeah, but yeah. to, for directly for the farmer, we need to have a seed, right? Yeah. To, p- to plant. Oh, a resource. Or, yeah, resource. So I'm sorry. You, yeah, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. I mean, genetic resource. I mean, we do. We used to grow the hemp until nineteen fifty around during the World War Two. I think that was the last time period we are officially, actually, produced the hemp for, for the fiber. Yep. But after that, we lost it, and those crop is not existing anymore. Mm-hmm. Assuming that, I, I believe a lot of those are genetic, which is the cultivar variety, we adapted from the China, and at least those. Uh, hemp actually produces a lot of biomass and good fiber but we are completely disconnected from that you know the time and we don't have any kind of a variety or uh, cultivar is currently available for this specific area mm-hmm. and i know some some farmers already planted the last couple of year but all those uh, you know seed is actually cultivar is actually imported from either canada or the european country I mean obviously you know the Canada is much northern place than we do here especially cannabis is is actually help is you know put a period sensitive plant Mm -hmm. I mean any plant we bring from non you know north or south is not performed very well in this area right yeah that's what our research start looking at you know developing of the new the variety cultivar and you know can be yeah, very productive in this environment that's what we're Interesting. doing so yeah. you're so it's
0: like uh you're trying to looking at genetically engineering um sorry the genetics sorry i'm i'm <laughs> probably phrasing this yeah, roughly, yeah. roughly uh but to thrive or, or to grow better in this environment yeah,
1: yeah. i mean i don't we're not using genetical engineering term here because sure. I think cannabis is going to be very sensitive because it's a cross-pollinating species and mm-hmm. a lot of different use and in human consumption too. I guess uh, at this moment and you know, genetic modification might not be. Uh, yeah maybe necessary. I meant to say like yeah, yeah. selecting selecting yeah, yeah that's yeah, what the yeah. kind of conventional breeding traditional yeah, yeah. breeding But selecting is the way I think we can do it and we I think there's a lot of room to improve using traditional uh, breeding technology because we do have so much genetic resources available mm-hmm. and just matter of the find good genetic fit it into this environment actually that's yeah. what we doing. and another also another thing is not only you know important to having good genetic and also we need to have some agronomic practice, management practice yep. information like a planting density, seeding rate, and row spacing, you know planting timing, and you know, fertility management. All those questions you know we don't have an answer for yeah. it right now. I, I mean we could get from old uh, practice but it's it been changed right? so sure. I think if we need to develop a new variety. Cultivar for this environment, and we need to find the best management practice for those specific variety for this environment. That's of my research. I'm uh, while I'm doing my research on that, and also you know I'm developing this course, try to disseminate the the knowledge we learn from our research. We would like to disseminate to the public. Gotcha. There's a little. Discre- I don't know. Should I say discrepancies? I'm still struggling a little bit because uh, a lot of people who are interested in this class are not necessarily looking for the f- large-scale field of production. Yeah. They're also looking at small indoor production. They could sure. be quite different, and also target target compound they're looking at is very different. Yeah, yeah. And I'll do my best to teach in that, you know, uh, those to those uh, audience, but.
0: See, this is exactly why I thought I liked your course. Because yeah. sure, sure, that's part of it, mm-hmm. right? But I am excited about exactly what you're talking about. You're talking about where we are here and mm-hmm. what you're trying to achieve, the mm-hmm. foundation you're trying to mm-hmm. lay, so mm-hmm. that this, so that hopefully people carry on this baton. And I, I, I think it'd be interesting to start with how how it like. How is it classified now? Because we're wor- we were just talking mm-hmm. about what we're working for and uh-huh. some of the standards that we might refine, mm-hmm. like crop spacing mm-hmm. and everything mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think a good example is we probably don't go- grow corn the same way today as we did in 1940, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, Things right, have changed. Right. We've yeah. improved mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. science. Mm-hmm. The same would go for him, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but what is it like today? Like mm-hmm. because and the reason I'm asking that it is kind of relates to that crowd mm-hmm. that you're talking mm-hmm. about because they have this idea that cannabis is categorized as cannabis sativa, cannabis indica, cannabis mm-hmm. hybrid. Mm-hmm. Am I correct in thinking they're all hybrids?
1: Or, uh, or how, depends like on how on is on how you define the hybrid term, but you are right. I mean, you you are talking about hybrid between indica type or sativa type, yeah. and you cross between those 2 F1, progeny we can call the hybrid. It's coming from complete two different genetic material. Gotcha but one thing I want to make sure is that people still understand a lot of cannabis has three different species. Yes. Venus cannabis has three different species but modern science is actually proved there's no only one single species is actually all cannabis we are growing currently whether it's for the drug or intoxication or hemp for the fiber or seed is all one species cannabis is sativa. Right. A linne, and then under the cannabis sativa Linnae L and there's multiple different subspecies mm-hmm. actually that's now we are called the cannabis sativa subspecies sativa cannabis sativa service subspecies indica okay ah. but they are basically same species right but just look different, phenotypically different, genetically little different yeah. or not big different as we can identify as different species. Okay? Yeah. And the, under the each subspecies there is a different variety. Whether it has been developed for more drug type or fiber or grain or at once domesticated and they escape to the nature and then naturalize. Now all those things make it very complicated. That's what I'm going to talk in the class to see. And because every different subspecies and variety have a special unique characteristic. Yeah. It could be used for the fiber. It could be used for the grain. Mm-hmm. Or I shouldn't say the grain is actually cannabis. The seed is actually not the grain actually. Ah. <laughs> Akin, it's a very different seed structure. It's a diff- but. Commonly, people use the grain, or for for the you know for the flower production. And mm-hmm. when we get into the flowers, that's now it's really complicated because sure. it could be legal and illegal. Yeah. I think it's it's the same same plant based on THC level could be what we call the legal classification mm-hmm. Is this drug type or you know just different yeah. types. Yeah,
0: and that's that's I'm glad you pointed that out. There's there is no difference between the plant when it I mean it's all the same plant mm-hmm, but there is a legal distinction yeah mm-hmm. um, when it comes to growing the yeah, flower right and yeah. so
1: and then you mentioned you know, about the ground I mean and in different audience yeah that's the that's the kind of a challenging right now because mm-hmm. we just started this certificate program and class I mean obviously one class I can provide all the information it's a limited time but that's why this the crop science 480 is gonna provide a lot of basic knowledge foundation knowledge okay Plant biology. And the cannabis biology, understanding, classification, taxonomy. And, mm-hmm. and looking at the plant cannabis biology, there's a lot of things we have to cover because it's very, very, you know, interesting plant. Yeah. And especially look go into the detail about the you know, flower structure is also very important because a lot of people are interested in flower. Sure. And then also flower structure also directly connecting to the seed production too. And mm-hmm. also this is reproductive development of flower initiation also dictates amount of the fiber and then quality it's affected by. That's right. why I think uh, this is 480 class is going to provide a lot of foundation knowledge and they understand better what is actually a cannabis plant. And then Depends on what their interest my students interest they can go large-scale field of production more for the vibrancy the production or they Go for the more plow production sure. or the HCVD or THC that's gonna be beyond of the this course level right but I, right. I I'll do my best to pro- provide you know foundation knowledge and they understand better and they can do that ne- go the next step, and also a lot of terminologies they using. <laughs> it's yeah. not necessarily correct. Yeah, and, and... I was actually going to say there's one word you specifically <laughs> yeah. haven't said that a lot of yeah. people say. Yeah, I mean everybody using different hummies and monoecious plant and dioecious plant and flowering structures. You know all the flower. You know because there's a lot of people interested about the flower itself. You know just those flower structure has many different name because. It, I mean not, may not be necessary to understand or use it correctly but when we're talking about yeah. you know working with the plant using everybody you know speak the same language is very important. Yes. <laughs> That's Thank why I'm you. going yeah. to go little detail maybe people not maybe appreciate all the details thing, but I think it's necessary especially I'm, I have my technician working in this plant he's he and I speak a completely different language and then when I said yeah we talking about the BRAC or do you I mean literally? Like, like yeah, literally yeah, speak a different yeah, language? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because it, uh, what I said is different. And he said, yeah, pistol or stigma. Yep. And he pointed different part. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, you know. Yeah. I think understand is very important. And in proper term they use is very important. Too, like, actually.
0: for example, I've not heard you once say the word strain.
1: Yeah. I that's mean, not... I think, yeah, strain is still commonly used for the whether it's a plant and a microbe. I think it's... A, but typically our is not really using the strain. We right. use more line or cultivars and yep. specific populations, things like that. Right, mm-hmm. and I, I
0: say that because you brought up, mm-hmm. so in that case you were literally speaking two languages, mm-hmm. but you're speaking the same language, mm-hmm. which is agronomy yeah. or horticulture. Yeah. yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. so, uh, so yeah, I was just pointing out that strain is not like in that vernacular. Uh, generally speaking and we know that now cuz of the virus right <laughs> yeah. we, we've learned yeah, about yeah. new strains yeah i mean
1: it is just it can be very complicated to sure. use a proper term and i think especially when you get into the older part in, of the plant is everybody using in different way and also just the classification itself actually you yeah. get very confused too yeah. actually yeah.
0: well i think a good way of saying what you had just said about your class I'm going to quote one of my friends who actually shared information about your class. He said, "Um, keep in mind, this is a major research university. The class will undoubtedly cover many basics and be immediately useful in that regard. But as Professor Lee notes, there are lots of YouTube information and lots of stuff available on the internet, but none of it is necessarily scientifically proven. And he said, I just want to continue because I think this is exactly what you were saying. Mm -hmm. I'd expect that a significant part of the class would be how to organize and utilize a data-driven approach Mm -hmm. that turns practical but largely anecdotal information into a form that would begin building towards a more scientific approach Mm -hmm. that can be validated with hard numbers. Yeah. This would eventually include things like standard open research protocols and peer peer review of research. Mm Mm-hmm both of those tendencies would trend against the largely proprietary practices currently in use um and it would also tend to professionalize mid-level management and r&d employee pools which as competition grows will define those who succeed and fail in the industry Mm -hmm. like you said you're setting people up you're giving them that foundation to grow I i love that um i i uh like this last bit. I'd expect those completing the the certificate to be both valuable potential employees as well as well-equipped to, to be independent entrepreneurs to strike out on their own in the industry. In this, it would mirror the goals of most of the other programs at the University of Illinois, Urbana-Champaign.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, a lot of new technologies, right? Modern technology developed by or improved by the university could be not necessarily directly to apply to the public. It's going more industry, yep. you know, more manufacturing side. But this cannabis can be very different stuff. And because a lot of people are gonna use it, and especially even home grower, entrepreneur, industry is using. And I think that's why I need to be careful about. I mean, I really appreciate all the information available through the YouTube. But you know, I just read the article DIY, do yeah. it yourself something like that yeah, yeah. right yeah there's a lot of DIYs available <laughs> reason i'm talking because my one of my boys that plays a trumpet one of his tuning valve is stuck it doesn't move it mm. i'm looking at the youtube and the information and there's a lot of information that's available but every information also said it's at your own risk mm-hmm. right i mean a lot of people try it. oh it works for me right yeah. yeah and i did this way it worked for me well that's the mechanical side or or just a lot of you know it's non live stuff right, right? environments is not really matter doesn't matter for that case but mm-hmm. plant is live matter right exactly it, environment can be big just to it can change it day and night differently right. and obviously youtube information not it's, it's not necessarily all wrong. I mean, no, it's a lot of good information is good information. Yeah. But it's not necessary work for you, too, actually. Yeah. And when we do the science and research, before we generalize information disseminating to the out, we want to make sure it's correct information, yep. it's repeatable. I think that's the huge difference. People we generalize, we do so many replication, repetition, and we just want to make sure this is the correct information. I yeah. think that's what we are trying to do. Obviously, I mean, as I talked, you know, we provide a lot of foundation knowledge, which is based on a lot of literature review and a previous, you know, science and experience. But also at the same time, we're developing new method and practice for this specific, our environment. And that people, we provide those information. We need to generalize and then people can trust and they can follow. I mean, at least, you know, 99 times out of 100, just they can repeat it, it, same as I did. I think that's a very important part, yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. Well, uh, for people that want to sign up for this class, um, how do they do that?
1: You mean logistic-wise? Yeah, yeah. Did you just go to the yeah, UI Yeah, there's obviously, there's a way... I know there's a lot of questions I have, you know, how do I do it, you know, and then you're looking at the newspaper or some of the news public, I mean, article published, and not necessarily they providing very detailed, I mean, I know, and also looking at our website, it's not easy to, to register or sign up for the class, that's actually basically what you need to do. There's two different things you, you have to consider. I'm talking about off-campus non-degree-seeking student. Yep. On-campus student is pretty straightforward for yep, the registration. Yep. But but the non-degree-seeking student, which is certificate student, or someone, oh, I just need to take this one course. I don't need the certificate. I don't need to take many class. I just uh, want to know. And then, then that's what two different ways. If, you know, certificate people, who looking for certificate, obviously they're looking for job, they're looking for some kind of credi- credential and for the future application or their entrepreneurship or something like that, they need to get the certificate. That student need to apply certificate first. Mm-hmm. A certificate is managed by the crop science department and in our website it has a link to apply certificate, certificate program. Okay. There's a multiple different certificate program, but this cannabis certificate program is under the horticultural certificate program and specialization in cannabis. That one is undergraduate certificate. That means anyone has a, a high school beyond the degree they can apply for it. Mm-hmm. But we also provide off the offer some graduate level certificate but this certificate is just for the undergraduate certificate. If I, it is very important they need to apply for the certificate and then I approve it and then yeah. once they get approved uh, they can sign up for the class. That's very important it, it, if they sign up for the class first and retroactively doesn't work gotcha. because there's a lot of case and they take a whole many class later on i want to have this certificate this certificate it doesn't so what, do it in order it people. yeah yeah do it in order. please do uh, apply for the certificate and then once you've done the a certificate you get you will receive the email from the university and how to sign up for the class gotcha. and that sign up Class is because of the non-degree uh, st- seeking student. It's managed by the Seattle uh, University, and you have to visit that website. Actually, that email provide the link to go to the website, and they can create account if you are new. Create an account and select the course so you what you want. And then there's a four, the two course offering this semester for for certificate: the Crop Science 180 and a Crop Science 480, and they sign up for those class. I mean I my recommendation S E you know uh, you are really really <laughs> excited about you have lots of time you can take a two course but my recommendation started with one course first and I think the best idea is if you have time, you maybe want to wait until next spring, there's a HORT 100, which is introduction to the Hort, horticulture. Mm, if good. you don't have a lot of knowledge in the horticulture plant, I recommend taking that class before, before you got into this one. This is 400 level course, it's not <laughs> necessary, easy to get on and yeah. yeah, you have to get the credit I mean, you have to letter, have to have a letter grade to be show sure. or above. That's the case or you just want to have this course done. I don't need to worry about the certificate. I just want to take this course. I want to understand better and that's the case it actually you just go to CEDL. I mean we do have a link in the cannabis certificate website. We have a link to how to register the class. Go to CEDL, same thing. You account and it opens the account and then once you get the account to open it and you can sign up for the class. Perfect. And, and I'm I'm excited about this class and this is certificate. Um, I mean obviously 480 is not enough. I mean we are currently working on developing more course for especially that's gonna be my next question oh okay <laughs> no no go ahead uh, <laughs> uh we do i'm um, developing course for the indoor production yeah, specific cool. for the specific for the in- indoor production and not necessarily we are talking about target compound but whether you're looking for the thc or cvd yeah. indoor, indoor production is going to be same you're working with a different Types of the plant, right. okay, but basically they are same. That's why we are trying to, you know, the provide those course you know how to start from the seed or clone you know how to grow how to manipulating you know architecture of the plant how to managing the fertilizer for the best flower production you know how to train the plant which is basically architecturing of the shaping mm-hmm. of the plant and how to harvest and um, I'm, I'm, I'm maybe not talking too much about the processing side that's going to sure. be beyond and also we also developing about the chemistry too Because there's a lot of information. I think we need the people, especially public people need to understand better about the chemistry of the cannabis. Because Mm -hmm. you know the cannabis flower can provide a hundred different compounds. There's a lot of... Chemistry is there (laughs) and and not necessarily everybody understand. I think a proper understanding of the each chemistry and also their use, you know, potential application. I think it's very important. One of my colleagues is actually developing that course. I think that will be part of the certificate program too, actually. Yeah. Exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I
0: mean, like you say, there are over at this point, mm-hmm. that we know of, uh, you know, over 100 cannabinoids, mm-hmm. but it seems like we're only talking about five, which is THC, yep. CBD, mm-hmm. CBG. Yeah. Uh, there's a few Delta other cannabinoids. Delta yeah, A, yeah, yeah the yes. cannabinoids mm-hmm. that pop up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what what do these other ones do how do they even play yeah. and so that's going to be interesting yeah at, to at
1: this moment a lot of i mean we haven't done much medical research we don't know sure you know their efficacy of the each different chemical and how yeah. they work together you know those things is not we don't know completely but at, at least a lot of information is available and also yeah. basic chemistry you know characteristics of the individual chemical i mean yeah, the compound you find and different cannabinoid I think that also provide the more, better information and also at least they understand it's just what it is <laughs> I think that's another important thing you buy some stuff from the store you need to understand what the label said right yeah. you buy the vitamin things you know Oh, Yo, here's a vitamin A and B C whatever D all the you know mm-hmm. uh, can, yeah, everything can, yeah, everything you can yeah. read it. But if you're not understanding what the cannabinoid and what you you don't understand was the pytocannabinoid, extracting the composition of the pytocannabinoid, you know, understanding it's far hard to read that label. I think mm. that's another thing we like to teach the student how to read the label, you know. That's important part too yeah. actually. Yeah,
0: well, I wanted to give a shout out to our friends, um, and maybe you can tell us a little bit mm-hmm. about this. I, I we we've, we've had uh, the Illinois Hemp Growers mm-hmm. Association on the uh, on the Illinois podcast a few times. They mm-hmm. help to give uh, direction to uh, Illinois hemp growers across the state to mm-hmm. make sure they're in compliance with the laws and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and they told me that they helped fund uh, some of the trial plots mm-hmm. that uh, you guys are growing in Champagne. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Uh, at this moment this year growing season 2021 we do have uh, two different i i would say research going on right now mm-hmm. one is a variety trial one is my research trial which is looking at uh, all different the generic their performance and i try to make a selection or improving and to develop the new cultivar variety for this re- environment and at the same time i'm doing some agronomy research basically this year i did uh, some uh, seeding rate study and mm-hmm. planting timing and with multiple different cultivar currently available and also just to uh, the fertilizer study see how much fertilizer nitrogen need for the fiber production and seed production. And the other thing I like Illinois, Illinois Hemp Grow Association supporting the variety trial even though we don't have a lot of you know variety specifically developed for the this environment but there's a lot of variety out there and then farmers start to buying variety they a lot of varieties actually we are importing but we want to know where people farmer plant those you know variety cultivar into mm-hmm. the ground we want to know how they perform right we don't want to plant to some cultivar we don't know what their performance and planted a hundred acres we don't want to do that right, right. It, we don't assume yeah they perform really well in Canada or France but that doesn't mean we mm-hmm. here like you know corn soybean every Area region have a variety trial and it's a specific hybrid variety for the region right? Yeah. But at least we don't have those information. I think Illinois uh, Hemp Grow Association been doing from couple years and we did a small trial last year. We do have a much bigger trial this year. At least we know some variety better in this environment for fiber or seed production and I think we need to still understand better in terms of the planting time because uh, you know at this moment there's two different growers right now I'm talking about large-scale field production there's a CBD producer yeah flower producer and also there's people looking at opportunity for the fiber and seed right their their plant is very different Mm -hmm. and also their planting date has to be different because as again this cannabis is a portal period a sensitive plant. Yeah. And everybody knows June twenty June 21st is some yeah, summer equinox. Uh, until that point the days increasing and then days get started decreasing. Mm-hmm. I think plant response days increasing and then the maximum day length and the days get decreasing and they respond to that pattern right. of the you know, portal period. We need to understand correctly and then farmer can affect the date when they need to plant because hmm. every plant responds differently. Yeah. I think that's very important in my mind. Right. And in CBD flower producer tend to plant later because they transplanted mostly. Mm. But start them inside, yeah, yeah. Based on my experience in this year and you can plant all this early May uh, for the fiber. Mhm. I wouldn't recommend to see the seed production planting only. I think if you're looking for the fiber production, we want to recommend, I want to recommend only in May. Yeah. At least plant people the May fifteen. But that's again, that's coming from my one year experience and also very limited uh, generic. Sure. Uh, and I think next year we continue doing, but as based on what I plant the fiber hemp this year, I've planted early as a April six. Mm-hmm. April 6th planted, they can germinate, but they don't grow until they hit the May. Yeah. I think it, once it hit the May temperatures, they are a little longer growing season as they they just start to explode. Growing. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's just exploring. I mean, yeah. And I think those information we need to understand better. But again, I don't know when is the best time to plant for the seed production in this area. I think it all depends on by the genetic. That's why I think genetic by environment interaction Mm -hmm. I have to look at. And also management too now. In modern agriculture we talk about G, G, G by the E by M. Genetic by, environmental by, management. Oh, okay. All those components has to be matched. Yeah. To maximize the production. Right. Yeah. That we don't have that information right now.
0: Gotcha. So yeah. is is the future like you say? Um, since corn, uh, soy, just to use those two crops for an example, since they're they're popular and everybody's familiar with them we've got varieties like you say that are built for certain environments you know so maybe a variety for iowa a Mm -hmm. variety for illinois um hey we saw wheat growing here Mm -hmm. in the state of illinois so there's probably a variety of wheat that grows Mm -hmm. especially well in this uh climate Mm -hmm. but we are yet we've yet to see that sort of thing for cannabis because well frankly um you know there's not been a lot of research behind that and uh, the industrial farming of of, canna- of cannabis is just now coming back around yeah. mm-hmm. so the future you foresee and I'm kind of wrapping back around to an idea that you started the show with do you foresee a future where cannabis is alongside corn and soy used as a rotation crop i mean
1: yeah, I'd like to see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that would be interesting. I mean, I mean, I, I talked about the di- diversification. I mean, diversity is important for sustainability. But you know, same times, farming is not just a hobby. It just, a, you know, it has to be efficient enough, and a farmer can generate the revenue, right? If that's not in the picture, the farmer's not gonna, you know, adapting the hemp as another crop, right? Yeah. And the future industry, hopefully, it's coming you know hemp as a cash crop and I, I think immediately i like to see uh, seed harvested and can be used for the feed, right. animal feed. I think that would be the easy market to penetrating because, you know, hemp seed has a high protein and a high oil concentration. I mean, yeah. oil is good because a lot of omega-3 is in there. I mean, it can be the human consumption or it can be for the biofuel production to biodiesel right. production. Right. But the protein side is a 35% protein in the grain. If, I mean seed, if we have a good seed, you know, yield, I think there's a good opportunity pro- protein can be used for the animal feed. Yeah, and and for human consumption, I know a lot of CBD. I mean, the, the hemp grain, uh, hemp seed is available for the human consumption right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, and. But it's for the large scale production. I think animal feeding, animal feed market is it just a it just matter of getting into. Well, it. and
0: I might be wrong on this one. We always want to encourage people uh-huh. to look up uh-huh. credible, you know, citable information. But I believe that when prohibition came, first came around, the bird industry was one of the few oh. that had access to cannabis seed oh, okay. because of omega, uh, the the omega 3, three fatty, and fatty and acids. Yeah, different, and the
1: unsaturated, a lot of unsaturated. Very good for effects. birds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Those can be the niche market, but animal feed market can be the good opportunity for the hemp. But I don't think Illinois has been approved yet. Mm. But I heard that the Montana is approved for, as an animal feed. Oh, cool. Yes, well, hey, Montana we're making state. progress. Yeah, I think we're making progress. I think uh, that one we can use the current infrastructure yeah. as long as we develop the management practice, what's the best practice, like a seeding rate and row spacing, planting time in, and, and fertility management and existing infrastructure like a planting and combine that come in no problem. The farmer doesn't need to modify any planting practice or in the harvesting process process because it can be harvested with a traditional combine right then feed is the seed goes to the feeding market that's an easy easy option we don't need to have reinvent you know management practice. Mm -hmm. I I hope that comment but again See the need to, I mean see the yield has to be there, yeah, and they make enough money farmer can plant, right? That's one, I think that one relatively easy one we can tackle. Yeah. Next one is fiber. Fiber is a little tricky because you know, we've been away from natural fiber rather than cotton, right? Because mm-hmm. the petroleums provide all the synthetic fibers a lot easier to produce and cheaper. But when you're talking about sustainability, And green material natural material and also run you know fossil fuels are gonna be running petroleum is gonna be running out of someday yeah uh, and sometime and we need to be very careful about and also there's a significant portion of the petroleum is currently used for the non-fuel side which is mostly for the synthetic fiber Mm hmm I think we have to think about that for the future right yeah I mean in the net in, this, for, in for protecting of the environment and also sustainability side. I mean longevity of this petroleum is not going to be there forever. Yeah, and We need to have uh, some replace some alternate you know choice. I think I believe this fiber uh, from the you know hemp could be good alternative or yeah. you know good substitution I think for the future. I think that's the case. I think hemp could be a good you know option for the future as a cash crop but now you know in all the day all the processing of the fiber was just manual labor right Mm -hmm. but we can't do now (laughs) we need to have uh, some more automated or mechanized modern industrial activity like a combine for yeah yeah harvesting you know fiber and processing decodicating all those processes has to be you know developed i think Mm -hmm. once that get developed i think this industry can reviving as you know this plant can revive as a fiber crop. Then I think there's a lot of different opportunity and you heard about you know best fiber outside of the the stem is a good fiber quality fiber can be used for the textile and clothing and all different you know you know, building material yeah, and then inside uh, the short that's what comes And in inside the herd fiber yeah. short fiber can be you know hemp creek then you know for the building materials and also just you know the reinforcing about you know bioprostic because one of the problem with bioprostic their strength is not quite there i heard that Bioprost imminent fiber from the hemp can reinforce the bioprost, then that, that nice. make a stronger plastic, too. Actually, nice. there's a lot of application, but just a matter of that, this industry has to be matured. I think, yeah. yeah.
0: Did you give this information? Is this something that the News Gazette just came up with? They mm-hmm. said, uh, ask UI instructor DK Lee about hemp and outcomes history. Did you know that Henry Ford built a car that was reinforced with hemp fiber? Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, I watched the YouTube. Yeah. Oh, i need to make sure that uh, i think this is after record i need to make sure, <laughs> sure that's no problems no the ones, problem. yeah but i i watched the youtube henry ford actually made it the automobile, yeah. automobile and hit with he hit with it just a sledgehammer <laughs> yeah. i need to make sure that's the correct information yeah right?
0: folks we'll but, we'll but, make sure that that's that's yeah, correct yeah that's correct. um but anyways uh well this is this is exciting so um you oversee i just want to give uh we're approaching the top of our time slot so i just want to close out with a few easy topics Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um just to recap for people you oversee the biggest outdoor hemp nursery in the state with about seven thousand individual hemp plants growing on the student's sustainable farm on Mm -hmm. windsor road yeah um you've been breeding uh since last October selecting for genetic varieties that produce stronger fiber or seeds with more oil or protein within them. Like Mm -hmm. we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, one of the things I've been reading, those last few words I've been reading off the News Gazette, you, you've been saying, you know, the research sounds fancy, but it's a lot of work behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and it sounds like it, though, because, I mean, you know, we're, we're building toward, you, like you say, we're building the foundation. Yeah. So I, I'm really excited. I'm really excited about that. Um, even you know even with the strict strict regulations on hemp it it excites me that we're able to continue this research Um, because I mean the industrial side of this man the the possibilities are truly limitless I think Um, it's it's an amazing plant
1: yes yeah especially with all changing you know everybody concerning about the climate change I mean whether you believe or not but it's it's, I mean well climate change is kind of a hard to because it's not quick changing even though you right. see a lot of wildfires and you know extreme weather thing. I mean the people arguing about whether this is natural thing happen once a while or just this caused by the climate change but we know temperatures is rising yeah slowly rising whether this is a long-term cycle and we know the I don't know you heard about the Melankovitch cycle which is every 100,000 years 200,000 years uh-huh. it's up and temperatures up and down but thing is, that right now, CO2 concentration in atmosphere it is, it's much much higher than any time and right. his, historically we observed, and also temperatures continuously rising. It's much higher than any point of the you know historical temperature we had. Right. But more than anything, I mean, obviously, believe the climate change is coming. Whether this is more abruptly, whether this is caused by the human activity, but it's it it is a changing. But I'm also my another big concern is it just about in the material side, yeah. energy and material side. Yeah, I I heard that you know modern industry, like we use everybody using you know computer internet, that that consume lot of, lotter of
0: energy. Yeah,
1: I don't know whether this is true or not. You know. Uh, one data center for for any kind of data service, you know, whether I don't know whether I can use a Google, Amazon, and Facebook, Twitter. They use they do they do have a multiple data center. Each data center uses huge amount of the electricity. Yeah, and and eventually we expand more about internet use. Everybody in a, in a worldwide, mm. I think it a lot of energy consumption is gonna become. You know, where all the energy is coming from. Right. And no one wants to have a. You know, fire the power plant, right? <laughs> the coal power plant, nuclear power plant, all those, there's a lot of controversies going on there. And we have very limited renewable energy. Energy is a big thing. And also, a lot of our dependency on the petroleum based product. You see, that you're, you're looking around your environment, a lot of stuff coming from the petroleum. Yeah. I mean that cup, cups, and you know, this my desk, and my clothing, Your computer, probably computer, probably. I mean cars, automobile, yeah. everything. Other than metal, other than some of the natural wood fiber, it's all pretty much coming from you know from my my shoes to all the way to, to my
0: hat. It's all synthetic. Well, what's crazy is that it doesn't uh, doesn't biodegrade. No, uh, well I mean, it does, but at the rate of yeah thirty thousand. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: it's life. I mean, you see the you heard about the. Plastic garbage patch all yeah. the plastic just get it in I mean we keep adding more landfills you know but-
0: what's interesting about that though have you seen the movie Seaspiracy no. uh, it's a documentary on okay. Netflix and they talk about that mm-hmm. one of the things that's not mentioned about that that island mm-hmm. is the fact that there's a lot of fish netting mm-hmm. running through it you know and the fish netting I doubt is made of hemp uh, I'm no. sure it's your
1: it, nylon or a synthetic fiber.
0: Exactly, yeah. a synthetic fiber. What, you know, would... It, it was interesting because the point of the movie was to point out yes plastic is a problem mm-hmm. but one of the things they don't mention is that fisheries that that's oh, another yeah. huge
1: you see the total sea turtle they got all tangled with this you know yeah. nets and you know straw in a you know we use i i'm sorry i use this straw in my coffee cup no no, no. <laughs> that straw is, goes to the nose of the sea turtle yeah the albatross the bird has all kind of plastic in their tummies and there's a lot going on It just You know, contaminating our environment, that's one bad side. Also, this, you know, this uh, plastic nature is just coming from the petroleum. It's going to be, it's going to be scars. Yeah. It's going to be, it's limited in the future. Yeah. Our future generation, we need to develop. We need to start working on some good natural fiber, renewable. It's replenished by itself. We need something and we can support our future generation. I think that's the exciting about this crop. I mean, I mean, corn, soybean, all this crop can provide some natural product for the human life. But I think those has a little limitation in looking at the different, you know, fiber yeah. side. I think hemp can fill in that gap. I think, nicely. And I talked about the cropping system. I think this is an. I think this is another important part. You know, hemp is very versatile. Just like I harvested hemp fiber yesterday. I planted May fifteen. I harvested it yesterday. And that gives nice window for the next crop because if we are talking about cover crop, you heard about the cover crop and double cropping mm-hmm. and sometimes current cropping system is not allowed to plant cover crop or double crop, at least it, it, it's in middle and northern in Illinois. Mm. Southern Illinois does a lot of double cropping system with the wheat. they plant the winnow. Yeah. But we always is crunching the time after corn and soybean harvesting planting the cover crop or wheat, right? Because not enough time. Right. Mm. But like that fiber hemp I planted in May I harvest in the middle of I mean uh, actually yesterday or middle of the August there's a give enough time window they can plant winter crops actually mm. and then good establishment done before they get it into the you know winter. I think that gives some flexibility to the farmer which crop they can plant and then just year-long some crops grown on the t- soil yeah. not have a bare ground. I think that's another good opportunity so we need to develop some how hemp can be a part of our current cropping system to improve sustainability. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I think this is a good idea to close on. Um uh when we've kind of been touching on this mm-hmm. idea throughout the whole conversation, but I wanted to thank you for carrying on what I think was one of the core tenets of This cannabis legalization Mm -hmm. movement, which is, you know, it's like we, it's as if I remember when we were talking about cannabis legalization and Mm -hmm. sure, Mm -hmm. like you say, on one hand, Mm -hmm. the belief was that people should be able to do and want, Mm -hmm. do what they want and Mm -hmm. choose to in their own homes Mm -hmm. and in their own lives. Right. Let's put that to the Mm -hmm. side. The other part of the conversation was the sustainability conversation. Mm -hmm. And it just seems like we, this happened. And we, it, it almost seemed like we forgot about that part. And so I wanted to thank you for continuing <laughs> yeah. the conversation, not only about sustainability, but mm-hmm. you're talking about biodiversity yeah. as well in the plants. Yeah, so. I
1: think that's another thing. I know there's always legal issue things there. But I think we don't have to about the legal issue if we have good variety hemp. Don't have to worry about THC side.
0: Right. Well, it's like, uh, let me put it this way. huh the people that are growing corn out there oh. they don't have to worry about me stealing their corn because no. it's not sweet corn yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. only on people yeah. that don't yeah. know what they're I doing that's a good example <laughs> yeah yeah
1: the corn versus the sweet corn people a lot of people doesn't understand even my colleague yesterday hey DK what's the difference between sweet corn and field corn <laughs> I give him actually two corn this is a sweet corn this is a field corn he tasted oh this <laughs> is not good to eat it okay I know and now understand right but it, I think it hasn't been, science hasn't been much done on this hemp side. Uh-huh. If hemp is not producing much flour or you know THC or those compounds, yeah. then farmers are just no, they no don't risk. need to worry about the legal issue anymore. Yeah. This is a completely different crop than actually people growing in indoor, right? Then we don't have to worry about I think that's the gap we have to fill it in. That yeah. way, yeah, it, what an unfair farmer plant help and turn to be turned that crop has high THC they have to destroy yeah I think this is very unfair unfair yeah Yeah. absolutely yeah farmer need to be guaranteed this crop doesn't have THC yeah then
0: yeah because that variable doesn't exist mm -hmm. with any other you buy corn and all of a sudden it's like whoa that corn's illegal it's like wait a minute I bought this legally that's
1: very risky business for farmer. yeah scary
0: well and that's why is that why uh just an easy question, is that why you see hesitation to adopt? mm
1: mm-hmm. right. I'm sure if I'm a farmer, I don't want to plant in, you know, there's a chance it's just halfway up. Yeah, half you want sure fire. Yeah,
0: fire. Yeah, you want the, yeah. sure, you want the 100% mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about yeah. option.
1: No, I don't have to worry about the legal issue. I need to worry about the marketing issue. The variables, issue. yeah. Why yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have to worry about the variable can case they have, yeah, I don't think that's fair for the farmer. I right. think there's a, the risk and the farmer doesn't want to take it right now. Yeah, let me put it this way.
0: Uh-huh. You already have enough to worry about as a farmer with the exactly. inv- the, the environments, whether oh, or not yeah. it's going to rain or not, yeah. everything else. You don't want to have to worry about whether or not your pr- your crop is yeah. going to be viable uh, yeah, exactly. just because of the it's number.
1: A crop is their baby, right? Yeah. Year-long it's business. their way of life. <laughs> yeah. Year-long business, they rely on that crop. But they don't want to take a risk they have to destroy in the middle of the summer. Yeah. Who wants that thing? I don't think that. Yeah. Right now, they're just doing the experiment, you know, testing stuff. But once again, this is becoming a viable crop. We need to guarantee. I I can't answer that question 100% right now because I have not done it. But, sure. I, I mean, modern genetic technology, you know, improving technology can work with it. We just just. to limited THC production and the farmer doesn't have yeah. to worry about right yeah. I think that has to be done
0: right mm-hmm. just like we select it I mean arguably the reason, the reason cannabis is the way it is mm-hmm. right now is because mm-hmm. like you said it was selected for some of those qualities mm-hmm. that people want but if we start to select for more mm-hmm. fiber qualities yeah. you know mm-hmm. whatever it may be yeah, yeah that'll I think be interesting hemp, future. when
1: I heard the hemp yeah this is crop we don't have to worry about the legal issue. Bingo! I think that, that has to be done. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. That's a good way of putting it. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I think that's a good a good place to start uh, stop for today. Mm-hmm. I want to thank you for your time. Uh,
1: Hopefully, it worked out.
0: <laughs> I think I think it did. Yeah, uh, it was a good time. I hope folks that you found it uh, interesting. And if you're interested, um, like uh, Doctor Lee said, um, you know, if you're interested in the certificate, do that stuff first. Mm-hmm. If you're just interested in learning uh a little bit about cannabis um you know go ahead and take the class but if you want a good running start make sure to take what was it hort 100
1: yeah hort 100 just so that
0: you have a foundational understanding you're going to need to know uh the anatomy of a plant yeah Yeah. that's going to help a lot so you know do yourself a favor and Mm -hmm. make sure you get a running start uh uh yeah folks so hope you found this interesting i'm looking forward to this because i think this is only the beginning
1: yeah, am i correct in yeah that? this is the beginning i'm overwhelming too too <laughs> but yeah. you know if you have any question i'm getting a lot of phone calls zoom meeting i mean i'll be happy to help you any question about the courses specific certificate specific and then the, all the logistics, just email me. You can find the email address on my Crop Science homepage as the Cannabis Certificate homepage. You can find my link. You just email me, drop me, or you can call me. I mean, I'll be happy to help you. Yeah.
0: Perfect. All right, folks. Well, we'll see you next time on the Chillanoi podcast, and we'll have Dr. Lee back on in the future. I want to hear how the course goes. I'm sure, like I say, this is only the beginning. So I'm sure you'll have more. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I'm stressing you out just even <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> having you think about that. Yeah, so can here, <laughs> nice, cool. Well, all right, folks. Thank you for listening.